Okay, recording. So you're live. Alright, Chris, you want to introduce us? I have no idea what we're talking about. Um, well... Is this hose clamps and zip ties? Yeah, hose clamps and zip ties. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight about tow hooks, variety of them, successes, failures, ideas, thoughts, and concepts around that. So Make it I, stronger than you think it needs to be. Why? Why did so? Here's the thing. Because when the guy's we started lemons, out of the mud, when when, the, when it pops off and it goes through the back glass, that pisses <laughs> off the recovery guy. When just, we, and you're bit. stuck there a little bit longer. But here's the, and that, that's to the point of the mud. So <laughs> mud first, gravel trap second, third. You're high centered on a curb, or tree stump, or rock. Well, no, he went around the rock. But anyway, um, <laughs> my point is. Usually when we, when people start out, it's like tow strap's good enough to get the car on the trailer. It's good. And the standard seems to be if it'll tow, if you can pull 5,000 pounds against it, you're good. But we've seen people that have had to use a tow strap or hook to pull a car onto a trailer when it's missing two wheels or three wheels or out of the mud or out of the gravel. And we've seen failures. So well, I'm king of overkill over here. Boss doesn't like that half the damn time. I'm of the opinion... You need to literally be able to pull the car in two with the damn thing. Because if it comes <laughs> off in one of these things that you guys are talking about, now the worker is just going to tie on anything and completely fuck up your car that might not have been fucked up. Well, yeah. so that's, that's exactly it. I mean, We've first, seen it. <laughs> when you get stuck after it pulls off and it's broken their window, now they're unhappy. Now they're latching it around something that through the wheel. you don't want them to. Yeah, I take it through. The, the, the wheel wouldn't be bad. I've seen worse. You know, but I'm thinking like where the radiator mounts, you just pull it all out. Grab the core support and just rip it out. <clears throat> a steering shaft. Yeah. There you go. Well, we've seen we've Through seen some of the lemons cars where they've gone around the A pillar post when they didn't have a real windshield. Yep. They were just using a dirt track screen, is what I call it, and latch right around that. But I guess my point here with talking about this was um, first is I'll talk about the aluminum brackets, and I learned this from Scott at MSR. Because he had like four break in one weekend. Scott, uh, safety and security Scott. Oh. Um, he, uh, Scott Johnson. So he latches onto this aluminum one and the first one is on an E36. And it's basically you screw it into the BMW tow hook hole. And on eBay they say they're rated for 5,000 pounds. And he said as soon as he pulled off with a truck, snap, right off. Before the rest of the weekend, had three more that broke the exact same way. But they're so fancy because they fit right into your tow hole. But the little hinged aluminum shiny pieces. Too. But sometimes anodized. That becomes a projectile you were talking about breaking people's windows and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the worst thing I've ever seen was in Jeep and Deal where, hey, you don't want to do that. And they did it anyway. And it was two straps with a shackle between them. Luckily, it went towards a truck and destroyed. I mean, Shh. you couldn't fix it. Destroyed a Dodge tailgate. Wow. Yeah. Projectile and for I mean, that mass yeah, at that tension. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't okay. the outer shell. It was the whole thing was been in. <clears throat> so I mean, my rule so on that. So that hit somebody. Oh yeah, dead. Yeah. You know, whenever we were tugging something out with a with a snatch strap, <clears throat> with a shackle in the middle of it, we'd always grab a blanket, floor mat, over, something heavy over top of it, yeah, <laughs> just to hope for the best. That's also why things happen. All the, I always turn my hooks upside down, and everyone looks at me funny. Whatever. Back to the jeep. If the hook breaks, the cable goes down, not up. Yeah. Valid point. Hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, so That's it might hurt trip. your legs, but I'd rather have my legs chopped off than my foot, face chopped off. Yeah. How much is that dental work going to cost? Oof, you know? dental work. So, yeah. anyway, back the Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Line of fire. Line of fire. Line of fire is huge too. Um, 
So my advice on this, and, and I'm going to caution another thing here about the eBay stuff, is just because it says OMP or Sparco on it does not mean it's a quality part. It can yeah. often mean that it's a replica cheap piece of crap. Yeah. I, um, there's I, a difference between OMP and OPM? Well, there's some of that too, but there's actually OMP and Sparco replicas. And honestly, depending on how the strap is installed which is kind of what sparked this conversation for tonight, depending on how the strap is installed, that one three-eighths bolt is usually not going to pull 5,000 pounds out of a gravel trap or out of Texas swamp rice field. Here's my problem with what you're kind of describing there is seeing some toe straps that, okay, well, yeah, this will work for getting on and off the trailer type of deal. That's fine. Problem with internet buying. I'm a touch and feel guy. I mean, I want to go down there and check out the merchandise. There's nowhere to do that anymore. Pit stop One garage. Exactly. You can go to a place where you can check it out. That's what you got to do. So you can see if you're getting something quality. There's one hanging up on the wall over here that yeah. I would have put on any day of the week over there, and it's basically an old seat. Right. Belt. Yep. It works I, too. It's, that's the way it's constructed, and that's more better than some of these dedicated. Yeah. So Michael's got at least three straps that I've seen on the wall. Um, doesn't have any of the hard hooks. And that would be the next point to go to is the solid hooks that you can actually get in most cases I feel are more usable than the strap because of when the actual safety crew hooks up to it, the way they're actually pulling direction, you've now got basically another pivot point on some of these cars. It's good because like on the C fives, how we hide the straps, we set the NSX the same way. So straps are kind of hidden until they're needed. Then they can be pulled out easily. But when you've actually got something that has, uh, let's just use Miatas for example, because I've got them right here on the shelf. You've got the JDM style um, tow hooks because of when they ship the cars. It's a tie down, they not tow hooks? Yeah. The baby teeth? The baby teeth that come out the front. But they're freaking solid. Um, and if you actually take the time to go paint them or powder coat them, they're even nicer. And they will hold the 5,000 pounds. Um, as we've seen some that have hit boulders at 80 mile an hour and are just barely bent. Um, it does, they do hold up quite well. So if you've got an opportunity to go to metal, go to metal. That was directly at the Miata, specifically Miata's got four tow hooks, two front, two rear, both equally spaced, both on the outer unibody rails. Um, one super has, easy to tie down later on. Yeah, super easy to tie down, but then you're binding suspension and we could have a whole podcast on tying a car down. We could do that. Um, but the tow hooks on the Miata, front one is held, well actually both of them are held by four bolts in place. So think about the the strength of four bolts versus you're wanting a tow strap that has one three-eighths bolt in it. It just doesn't seem like enough to me. So what we had done on the NSX is it was a rear reinforcement that had been replaced with, a, it's already an aluminum car, but it had been replaced with an aftermarket aluminum rectangle box, right? Three by four box, um, yeah, kind of reinforcement. Three by three. I don't. I didn't, yeah. So didn't much pretty thin aluminum, and we knew it was only one bolt. We weren't comfortable with that in the first place. Um, but then when we started looking at the aluminum, what we ended up doing was using a flat bar stock, eighth inch steel, um, punched three holes in it, ran three bolts through the aluminum through the steel, um, secured that, and then the strap gets bolted to that. So you're actually pulling on a much larger piece than just a simple bolt hole in aluminum. The front of the car 
was uh some, I'm just gonna call it thin. Well, yeah, there's some <laughs> there's, bumper bracket thing that, that was there. It was one that was put in. Um, it really stiffened up the car. I remember Scott saying yep. that. So it bolts between the front rails, and it's kind of uh, just imagine an old school strut tower bar that runs across the front lower of the car below the radiator. A little thicker than that, tube wise. It's probably inch and a half tube. So anyway, ordered out of Super Street from the uh, yeah, late it was 90s. out of Super Street. Um, but he felt the difference, and that's all that matters. But. My point was, when it came here, we were going to put toe straps on the car. There was already a toe strap on that, but it was uh, just considered like an old seat belt that laced upon itself is what it had. And it was thicker than like conventional seat belts, like uh, race car seat belt webbing material is what it was, the two inch. But it was laced. But when you pulled on it, you're only pulling on that two inches of the bar with that 5,000 pounds of the vehicle. So I was a little concerned about that. So we made a spreader bar, what I would call it. Um, plate that was what 10 inches 10 inches maybe no, they went 12 but it could 12 10, 10 12 inches there. across the front welded in two inch pieces um, or two inch welds onto the bar and then the one bolt hole out on the front of it so it's actually pulling from a larger area on the bar now, do you remember the the, the lemons uh, toe point that was made out of basically the braided uh, junkyard seat belts and then was tied around something on the front bumper yeah, it's happened. Yeah, you'd be surprised how much seatbelt can pick up. By the way, seatbelts are impressive. Yeah, how the often, motors. How often bolt? do you see the motors lifted Golly. by the uh, seatbelt there? In the yeah, junkyard? dad bolted some to a dang toolbox, and that's what you pick a toolbox up with. <laughs> Three sheet metal screws through it, and there and you go. Know. Plenty on your front mount, on your front uh, uh, toe points, the ones that are nylon with the D ring on the yep. end of it. Oh, D ring. See, now you're getting it's flying metal. No, just say no. There needs to be a better way but for all of the motion. And if you don't have a well thought out mounting point, yeah, <clears throat> off comes your front bumper when they yeah, hook up to it. Slides. That's something for SCCA, NASA, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what their rules are like because I've never looked at any of that stuff. But there needs to be a specific type standardized so that the poor people pulling Picking you out of the mud yep. always know how they're going to attach well, to you. And that's the consideration that I would ask that you as a racer think about is multiple facets of how a shitty tow hook can affect your weekend and the rescue team's weekend and your competitor's weekend. Because I'll tell you this, if you're out there and you break down or you go off, they're going to throw a yellow, so you're going to slow down everybody else's race time. They're not going to be able to race while you're being rescued. If that tow hook breaks, and now the safety crew is pissed at you because the tow hook broke, and they're having to crawl around and waller in the mud, which happens here in Houston quite a bit, to find a way to secure that car and get you out. Well, that whole time we're driving under yellow and we're getting more and more pissed at you. And at that point, our basically race of a 15 or a 20 minute session can be over. And if you're putting, let's just say 15 people, well, let me be optimistic. Let's just say it's only a group of 10. So you're putting nine people out of a 20 minute session that they're paying, you know, five to $6 a minute to be on track. That's not the cost. The getting there is usually a bigger cost. Yeah, getting there is even a bigger cost. But the entry fee of the race is also a cost. And track time is precious. Spend a little time, spend a little money making sure you have adequate tow points on your car to hold your car up from that point. Or, if you go off, go so far or off. off <laughs> so you. far off. And we do that. that. That happens. <clears throat> I, if you're I, far enough off. I've heard a story of a DE... No idea what you're speaking of. Someone went way, oh, one of those P cars, way off. 
That was out. Well, the only thing that stopped them was because the weeds were so tall they couldn't mow them anymore. Well, no, it was yeah, they were in the mud. <laughs> so then you're there, in theory, with the instructor, and you say, "Let's talk about politics because we got another twenty minutes till the session's over." <laughs> and then when they get the truck stuck, trying to pull you out, and they have to bring out the John Deere tractor yeah. to pull the truck that's hooked onto your car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, don't go past. Don't nightmare. go past grid. Don't go past don't, grid. Go on the back road. <laughs> Go over by the garage, just hose the car off, pretend like it wasn't you. Pretend like nothing happened. And if you're far enough off, the other people on track may not know who it was. Well, see, I shouldn't say this because Paul listens to the podcast, but Paul, um, beautiful split on the front of the car. And when he says mowing the grass, like entering the track, <laughs> Sharp entering the track, jumps on the gas, goes right off left. <laughs> and like Cold grass. Tires, huh? <laughs> it's LS2 in his car. Cold tires and just stepped on it wrong. I think and I off out it what went. Ball we're talking about right. Okay. Off it went, but it cut the grass. <laughs> it was well, amazing. If we're talking about it, MSR, it probably needed it. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Okay, <laughs> it I mean, happens. Doing them a favor. It does happen. So it's always fun when the mechanic, when they're, you know, taking the car before your next driving adventure. Why is there so much grass underneath this? Uh-huh. It took me an extra twenty minutes <laughs> to clean it all off. You talking about a legend? Yeah. <laughs> Well, this, like this three one, weeks later, still got grass in it. <laughs> uh-uh. So, we're going to close this one out and talk a little bit more about towing uh, vehicles and strapping cars down. But please get with, I use the word loosely professional, somebody that's towed a lot of cars, somebody that's pulled a lot of them out of the gravel, somebody's seen a lot of shit that's been fucked up. Um, make it to easy look, to find. To, yeah. To look at, look at your tow hooks and make sure they're appropriate. Well, for the event and race that you're going to. My car doesn't have a tow hook on it anywhere. Yours doesn't? <laughs> That's nope. Now in the when back, you got it's bars really, exposed. Yeah, well, they to. always just pop the hood and, and grab on the bars and, and jack them up like yeah. that. They're never really... If they're towing them, they're probably not going to fix them. So they just yeah, but you're not doing that kind of racing anymore. But in the rear, there's actually a hole in the back of the thing. thing you know, I say two by one, maybe a little bit wider rectangle. that You could easily run a strap through the car from the roll cage on the inside because right. there is a bar back there front through that so it'd be easy to do in the rear up front yeah, it's not so well, much well and then you've got the IndyCar thing too where you just kind of wrap the A-pillar and you just yeah. double the rope back on itself and hold it and then when you want to let go you let go and drive off in your pit Scott's done that with me before that works out pretty well it's kind of like a almost a double half hitch then yeah. they wrap around it and you just kind of hold a little tension on it as soon as he pulls it's tight and then when you want let go you just let go of it and off it comes huh. so um, lots of options but if you need help or assistance with that, drop us an email. Come by the shop. We'll be glad to take a look. Or we'll see you out of the track. Um, May. April, May. Yes, May. May 30th, 31st. Um, SCCA time trials and track sprint at MSR. Uh, weekend before will be the road race, uh, which is a majors here in the Houston region. So drop by. Take a look. We'll chat soon.